It's finally here, guys. Finally here. Game one of the 2023 wildcard series. The Miami Marlins versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Tonight, just a few hours away, we are previewing game one and the rest of the series, which we hope will only be two games and two Marlins dubs. We have Dave Shaw and UK Phillies in the house to help dig into the Phillies. Going to be a lot of fun. This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on Twitter or X at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, of course, hit subscribe. This is your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. Of course, there is a YouTube channel. It is also called Locked On Marlins. Head on over there. Hit subscribe. If you are watching on YouTube, you have the graphics to help you. You will see a god. A god of UK baseball. Dave Shaw is in the house. UK Phillies. Dave, how you feeling, brother? Pete, are you ready for four hours of hell, buddy? <laughs> are you ready? Here we freaking go, Pete. This is it. Baby. I'm pumped, man. I'm absolutely pumped. I shouldn't be because I need to sort of wind down and get some sleep and catch a nap before the game. But, man, I'm, I'm ready for this. All all this Marlins, who do you put on us all the time? It's out the window. The stats oh. I've been seeing you throw out all today and yesterday about September and August this season. It's out the window, buddy. It's a clean slate. It means nothing. And your boys have no idea what they're walking into in the next two days. Wonderful intro, by the way. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> intro. That was an all-timer. Dave, tell me, right? You know, you're sitting there. This is a really interesting concept, right? Where you didn't quite know who you're going to be facing. It was like, it looked like it was going to be the Diamondbacks for yeah. pretty much the last week or so. Then all of a sudden, the Diamondbacks kind of hit a bit of a, a bit of rough yeah. stretch. The Marlins kind of surged the touch. The Cubs fell away. Be honest now. Did you prefer the Marlins or the Diamondbacks? D-backs all day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. Look, D-backs would be ideal because we would have missed yeah. Gallon till game two and Kelly possibly all together. Yeah. We go well against their bullpen. They'd also hit a real rough patch of form. So them, all the Cubs, mm. whoever we faced, they were, they were struggling. They were mm. losing all momentum. You guys are picking up momentum. You don't want, you know, as the postseason go, we all know we do not want to play a team that's rolling into the postseason hot and momentum. And you guys are doing that. So for that reason alone, I'm a bit wary, but hey, look, we we you got to beat anyone in front of you to get to get to the World Series. That's the, that's the aim right now. Now we're in it. You're in it. That's the goal. Go as far as you can. Get there. Like last year yeah. showed, anything can happen. Get hot at the right time. There's no stopping you. And yeah, at first I was like, and all three fans will, will say it. At first we were like, damn. Marlins. All right. But you know what? This is going to be one hell of a matchup. One it hell is. of a series. I can't wait. And um, yep. I wish it wasn't you guys. I wish you guys were on the other side because I, I'd love to see you guys go far as well. But mm. here we are, Pete. Here we are. One hell of a matchup, mate. What was your take on the fact that it ended up being the primetime matchup effectively? Me and Sean spoke about it yesterday. You know, they had four wild card games to select and schedule in. 
Billy's Marlins looks to be the pick of the bunch, mate. You know, primetime slot for me. Uh, any surprises for you on that one? No, this is this is the one, isn't it? This is all, yeah. all eyes. You know, we, we've got hot since August. You guys have got hot coming in. It's mm. uh, a bit of a David and Goliath, isn't it? You know, although we don't usually go well against you guys, <laughs> we're stacked. The lineup's stacked. If, mm. if Wheeler plays Cy Young as we know he can, all that sort of form, this is a great matchup versus Lozado. Known as vastly improved since middle of September. He's worked a few things out. He's oh got boy. a new a new sidestep going on. You know, he's oh boy. <laughs> fingers crossed to figure that out, buddy. But you know, it's it's a great matchup. It's just yeah. pri- it is prime time. And you know what? 8 p.m. in Philly, that place is gonna be loose, Pete. It's gonna be off the chains. I mean, let's just assume, you know, it's it's fully sold out, which it will be, right? Oh, it is, yeah. But percentage-wise. By the time there's the you know, first pitch happens, 8.08 or whatever the exact time will be, uh, local in Eastern time, percentage-wise, who's going to be too intoxicated to be able to drive home by the legal limit at that point? <laughs> Are we doing that? I don't, I don't want to think about it, mate. Everyone's going to be loose, right? Everyone's going to be loose. It's going to be, yeah, look, it's, the, the, I've seen photos and videos already. People, Exponential Live is already busy. The bars yeah. are already busy. It's, it's mate, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And those players have no Love idea it. what they're stepping into because I know they've seen it and they can say they've seen it and they know sort of what to expect, but they haven't felt it. Being there last year, feeling the stands shaking, and I mean shaking, the noise, my ears were ringing for, mm. for at least an hour after the game, especially after when we clinched it against the Braves last year. It, to, to feel the noise, the atmosphere is unbelievable. The Braves crumbled. The Padres crumbled. The Astros got so lucky in that game four against us at home. <sighs> I, I'm I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely yeah, buzzing. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's important for the Phils to start fast and start strong because Lazard, mm. I don't. We cannot let Lazardo settle. We got to get to Murray. That's a bit of a concern for me. Lazardo's clutch. He's he's a stud. We we know it. He's excellent. He's a fantastic pitcher. <laughs> He would never have played an atmosphere like this. If we can get to him early and get into his head early, I think it could go one way. But the longer he stays in, the more he has a chance to settle. Then we've got a really great game on our hands. I think it's going to be a great game either way, but you're right. Like, you know, from a Phillies perspective, you really want to get try and get stuck into Lazardo quick and early and try to get him out yeah. of the game and you know, see what this pen's got to say. Talk to me about from a Phillies perspective, talk to me about Zach Wheeler. Like you mentioned, you know, he has He's a Cy Young caliber type pitcher. What's what's Zach Wheeler? I mean, it's tricky, right, for the Phils because you'd clinched this spot a few weeks ago in, in some ways. And so you've kind of just been trying to tread water a touch. So what's Zach Wheeler been like, let's say, kind of post-All-Star break or into September? And um, equally, do you think that hurts you a touch, the fact that like you you probably have to take your foot off the gas or they naturally took the foot off the gas. Now they need to reaccelerate into what's going to be a lively, yeah. lively series. Great point. And that, that was, it's, it is a concern because you, like I said earlier on, you want to go into postseason momentum winning that last game against the Mets. That big win was, was really, we needed that because we were, we were starting to start out, but our September was generally good. You know, we had a great mm-hmm. run in the final two weeks building up to this, you know, we, we won six, seven straight before that Mets series, uh, yeah. including a, a series win against the Braves. So that was huge. So we didn't really take our foot off until that Mets series. Because, yeah, like I said, we'd won seven straight. Until then, we'd won 10 in our last 12 games. We were coming in hot. Wheeler started the season slow, but he usually does. His velo's down, but 
he has, especially in August and September since the All-Star break, just shown it's same locker. I don't think Wheeler's pushed himself too hard, knowing that we should have a wildcard spot. Because last year, our pitchers burnt out, especially in the World Series. They had no arms left. Nola had no arm. The bullpen's arms were dead. Wheeler just wasn't the same. And I can't help feel that all season long, not just with the pitchers, but all the players, they, they haven't been... They've shown glimpses of it, but they haven't been full throttle because yep. they know the longevity of the season and learning from last year. Because I think last year, you know, the, the Braves series sort of really took a lot out of them. The Padres series was great, but, you know, we gave it our all against the Astros, but the, arm, the arms ran out. So I can't help but feel that Wheeler and, and Nola, to an extent, I think they've been saving themselves a little bit for this series. They're, Interesting. They're going to... I think, we again, it, the start of this game one is just so, so important for the whole series. You know, if we can start well, get to Lozado, fantastic. Get some runs on the board, get the boys hitting early. Brilliant. That sets the tone. If you guys come out and get to Wheeler and we can't get to Lozado and you boys get some uh, runs on the board, the, the atmosphere slightly changes. You know, the fans get nervous because they're, they're mm. expecting. You know, it, it's yeah. at home. We're, we're, we're the favourites. We're not used to that either. You know, last year we were, the, we were you guys. We were the underdogs. So yeah. I think... The, the, the tone will be set early, and I think it could have big implications on the series. But I have every faith in Wheeler and Nola uh, that they're going to deliver this, this week. Yeah, contract year Nola as well. I do think that's a really interesting wrinkle. Uh, with, that... with Aaron, Pete, it, he's had a terrible season. Now, you mm. know, for contract, you know, he turned down a nice contract from the Phils because he feels he's worth more. And when he's on it, my, my word, yeah, he's he's worth a lot of money. But he hasn't done it this year, and he'll be offered from all the teams a lot less than what he was offered at the start of this year. However, Nola, Nola's whole tenure, his whole reputation, his whole legacy with the Phils will be decided this postseason. It's his season's been terrible. However, if he goes out, if he goes out tomorrow and deals, hold on a minute, you know, Nola's come up clutch. Usually starts the season well and tails away in September, October. If he then we go to NLDS and he performs there, NLCS and beyond and, and delivers, that's his legacy right there. He decides nope. how the ending of his Phillies career goes. I don't think he'll be back next year, whatever happens. But I think nope. his legacy will be decided in these next games coming up. He'll be seen as a, as a hero. Yes, Aaron, you've, you've done your best for us in postseason. You delivered all the best here. Or if he carries on like he has been this season and the season's gone by towards the end, it's not going to be the fairy tale ending. I'm hoping for fairy tale ending. Like I said, since the middle of September, he's turned it round. You know, he really has mm. got better. He's really put in some great performances. Yes, the solo home solo shots, the home runs are a concern still. It's still in his locker. No lead you feel is safe of Aaron because right as we know, runners on base, he can't, he just can't do it. But he's worked mm. out a new stride. He thinks he's figured it out. The, the signs are promising, so tomorrow we'll see. But if I'm the Marlins, I'm I'm taking Aaron Long in counts. You know, I'm trying to get on base however way possible. You take those walks against Aaron Nola because they're going to know once you're on base, he tends to crumble. So a really, really interesting matchup tomorrow. Yeah, that really is. That definitely plays into what type of offense the Marlins have this year where they're, they're, they're contact heavy. They're looking to get runners on base and just find ways to manufacture and create runs. That's really interesting. I'm going to talk about the Phillies' offense, too, because, listen, I think the, the strength of this club is really on the offensive side. There's a lot of studs. We're going to talk about that. Before we do that, let you know about our good friends over at Bird Dogs. Yes, sir. Guys, listen, you're going to need these for this uh, postseason run. No doubt, Bird Dogs, they fundamentally make you look good. And that stretch khaki shorts, they are designed to fit slimmer. 
through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. I can see Dave Shaw's face already. He knows he should be all over That's these bird, bird dogs. dogs this way. Let's go. <laughs> bird dogs, <laughs> they do the exact same thing as the Lululemons, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. No good. No stiff, restricting cotton here. No. And bird dogs, they have invented this cloud knit fabric. It looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get that way slimmer look. Wow, wow, wow. Stunning. So the other thing too, these bird dogs, they are functional. They cover any occasion. Golf, baseball, dates, evening out, pool, workout, work, you name it. Bird dogs have got you absolutely covered. So get yourselves over to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter the promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, you are here. With UK Phillies, Dave Shaw, and myself, Peter Pratt, previewing oh, what will be a stunning series between the Marlins and Phillies. Uh, I think there is going to be a lot of drama here, and I think that drama is going to be centered around the Phillies' offense. I think it is, it's one hell of an offense, and in some ways, it's kind of be built similar to the Marlins, where there's a lot of contact guys in there, too. There's some big names in there, too, with Schwarber and Bryce, clearly, but some of the other guys in there, too, are having some real nice seasons. So, Dave, just try to give me a synopsis of the Phillies' offense coming in here. And who's going to be, you know, we know Schwarber and we know Bryce, but who are going to be the other guys that may need to stand up here to kind of be the real catalyst for this Phillies' offense? Well, Pete, you say contact. It's the first time in Phillies' franchise history they've had six players go, well, hit 20-plus home runs in a season. There's a oh, lot right. of power in this team. There's a lot of pace in this team as well. Look, that feels a lot. Bloody hell. I better I better look up the you know who's been hitting these bombs. Six players with 20 Schwarber, the bombs. Schwarber, Harper missed half a year. He's already gone 20 plus. Bohm, JT, Castellanos, and Trey Turner. Wow. That's wow, your wow, six. Wow. Turner's forgot gone. about Castellanos. You know what? It's funny. I just even forgot. And Castellanos last last postseason was an absolute stud. And he turned into a gold glover out of nowhere. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah, we do. That, that well, St. Louis, the car, the the wild card game last year, the, the the stretch out catch, yeah, heroics because it saved the run. Then he did it again against Atlanta Braves in the NLDS in Atlanta. Well, what happened Castellanos to get us a win? And he has just been outstanding ever since. He's fantastic in the outfield. People were so worried, including myself. A lot of people, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not the best defender, but my word, him, Marsh, Rojas, uh, Pache. Now out in that in that midfield, a uh, center field, it's it's really good. It's completely changed the dynamic of the defense for the fields out there. Uh, hitting wise, there's just it, it it's just a stacked lineup, Pete. There is yeah, no is. weak is. link. There there really isn't. Schwarber is the most bizarre, craziest leadoff player you could ever have. You know, <laughs> he really is. Can't play anywhere else. We we've tried him down the lineup. We put Trey at leadoff, start at leadoff. Nothing works. He doesn't hit anywhere else. He only hits these bombs at leadoff. 47, 48 home runs this year. The most he's hit in his career. It's absolutely insane. From leadoff, a lot of solo bombs. But what he does do is he gets you off the mark. He puts you one then in front. So many first pitch home runs this year. First, So many first inning home runs. It puts yeah. you one up straight away. The pressure's straight on the, uh, on the opposing side. It just works. Trey Turner, since the August, since the standing ovation, has just been... A yep. revelation, an absolute, and now some are saying he's in the best form he's ever been in. It's been unreal. Mm -hmm. Bryce Harper is clutch. Look, 
whenever a big moment's needed, Bryce has been there this year. Last year, we saw it against the Padres. Mm. Oh, man. It, the, the, this occasion, the big occasion is built for Bryce. He is that, he's that man. He's that, he's that headline grabber. He's the star. He's the MVP. You know, he is the man that if you're down, you're down two, three runs, three men on base, you know something's going to happen. Mm. Alec Bohm is one of the most clutch players we've got in the team. You know, he's just nearing 100 RBIs this year. 20, uh, 20 home runs. He's been a revelation. He's been fantastic at third base as well. Bryson Stott, okay, so a bit of a slippy September. He's got going again. R Rojas, Johan Rojas. I'll tell you what, watch out for Johan Rojas. What's uh, an emergence out of nowhere? He's been yeah. in the field. He's one of the best central defenders I've ever seen in baseball. He is going to be an absolute star defensively with the bat. His contact's fantastic. Yeah, power's not there. But he gets on base. His speed is fantastic. He can steal. Pache gives you contact as well. Oh, man. This lineup. You know, the bench guys have been doing it. Sosa's a great guy to come off the bench. <laughs> Stubbsy's just a locker, locker room man. Stubbsy. There we go. He, there he, he is. He's just the motivator. He is, um, you know, what a teammate he is. You know, it's the lineup is stacked. And if they start clicking, if they get going, it's it's game over for any team. You know, we should be putting six, seven runs up every game. It doesn't matter who it is. If, yeah. if they get clicking. All right. I'm going to have to uh, wind this one back a touch and put some apologies out there that I even tried to make a connection with the Marlins and Phillies offense and, the, and some sort of comparisons. That comparison... <laughs> I'm just going to put that one in the bin and just put that down to a couple of Guinnesses pre-game here. So, you know, it is what it is. But boy, oh boy, this you know the Phillies offense, it is wild. Dave, can, you know, can you call on any weaknesses? Is there any weaknesses we can talk about here just to give the the Marlins fans, which will be tuning in in, in their droves here, you know, they're looking for some glimmers of hope here. If the Phillies are going to mess this up, where's the, where's the weakness? Where are we going to do it? Uh, Defense infield hasn't been fantastic this year. Trey Turner's made a lot of errors and still That's is in the infield. Bohm's been good. Harper's been at first base has been has been all right. It's worked. You know, he hasn't made any major slip-ups. Mm. Um, but he's gonna be really tested in the postseason. Stott's fantastic. Stops stops a gold glove in in shortstop, but get that ball in the infield to Turner. And I think he's gonna have some nerves there because he he's got 20 plus errors this year in in, in the infield. Oh, he's boy. He's not the vacuum he, he, we know he can be. He's a DH. Um, thank, thankfully, Schwab is now DH and out of the outfield, which is a massive relief to all of us because it's like a, it's it's not a pretty sight watching him, you know, chase after and miss quite no. easy sack flies and and you know pop ups. Um, the lineup, the, the, the boys can get frustrated that they never give up, but there's a few swing and misses in there. You know, they can mm -hmm. go chasing. They've got to be disciplined. Because if they start getting behind and start chasing, and we've seen it a few times this season, especially against you guys as well, you know, our, our kryptonite as such, mm. it's they, they go chasing. Casty goes chasing. Horrible tendency to go chasing. Horrible balls way off the plate in the dirt. Tracing the same. Bryce, we know if he connects, it's gone. If he misses, it's you know, it's it's gone straight past him. So that the Phils can be reluctant to chase a game from behind and chase it too hard. Um. The bullpen's a little bit of a question mark. There could be. <laughs> there, there we go. Your your way in, uh, and you know it, it's go. picked up of late. Thankfully, Kimbrel's a big worry. Kimbrel has been fantastic mm. first half of the season. He didn't make the uh, postseason team with the Dodgers last year. They didn't have him. 
You know, they and I can see why oh. because he, he burns out dramas <laughs> way over his career innings and has shown it at times. Although he's missed it every day. Hoffman, you know, <laughs> Jeff Hoffman, like where's he come from? No one of us know where he's come from. You know, he's he? from the twins last year, just meant to be a you know a pickup piece, meant to go to the minors. He's been our one of our best, not if not best bullpen piece we've had. No. The emergence of Orion um Orion Kirkering has been this could be this could be the secret weapon for us. We'll see what he can do. He's come up. He started the year in in high A. Started the year in high A in Clearwater. Wow. He's come all the way up through. He could be a real, like I said, secret weapon or unsecret weapon because more and more people are starting to know about him. But overall, you know, Alvarado, the big moments hasn't been as light start as he can be. Dominguez has had a, not a great season. Soto's very hit and miss when he's on it. Great when he's not. Ish. Yeah. Um, so the bullpen is a bit tendency to give up some runs. So that's that's where the nerves are going to come from. No doubt that about it, mate. Weakness. No doubt. I mean, just hearing you talk through all those names, A, there's a lot of stories in that bullpen, like of, is, of guys yeah. that have emerged, which is fun. Equally, there's a lot of volatility is the word I think I would use for some of those back-end guys that you've just mentioned, which, listen, when you know, I know you don't watch a ton of Marlins games, but really the Marlins... The, the Marlins are built on trying to keep a game close early. And then from the seventh onwards, seemingly the offense comes alive and their bullpen clicks. So, I, you know, that's going to be the script where you'll feel Absolutely. like maybe you're cruising, you're a couple up. Hey, this is us. This is for us to take. We're 3 0 up going into the seventh. Next thing is bang, 4 3 down. And then they shut it down. You're like, how did we this lose is, that one? This is why we need Wheeler and Nola to try and go seven, yeah. at least yeah, seven. Yeah. And then we can put in Alvarado, possibly Kirkering. Soto, possibly he's had a nice September. Dominguez, there's a big question mark. If, if he finds... But then last year, Dominguez going into the postseason was a big question mark. And all of a sudden, he found it. So we know yeah. he's got it. Uh, Soto as well. Like I said, you know, when it's going well for him, whoa, what a picture. You can see why he's an all-star. When it's not going well for him, it, he not only allows a run, but he does it in bucket loads. He's had some horrible outings this year. So it's... Great to hear. It's going to be nerd and Kimbrel. I would rather he was a last resort. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> He's just, right. burnt. he looks burnt out. He's had a great year, great saves, but I think he's burnt. Gassed. Okay. Well, um, we're going to carry on the conversation here. This, you know, for those listening and the majority of people tuning in, because I see the stats, I know most of you are based over in the States. And so many of you will be thinking, Man, oh man, there's two British dudes here talking on Locked On Marlins about this Marlins Philly series. And hold on a minute, what time are these games starting? How are these boys <laughs> going to consume this content? We're going to talk about that shortly. Equally, looking at how these how this series is actually going to play out, we've got some predictions coming in. I think I know how it's going to go, but um, before we do that, good friends over at FanDuel, um, and guys, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book right now. New customers get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, I'll repeat that line just in case you missed it. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Unbelievable. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options included. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more, of course. So just visit FanDuel.com. Slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Banjul, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, final segment here with Dave Shaw and myself, Peter Pratt. Oh, we are previewing game one and just fundamentally this wildcard series between the Marlins and Phillies, primetime series. Dave Shaw, if if the Phillies are gonna win this, I'll let you dwell on this for a second. If the Phillies are gonna win it, 
How are they going to win this? I think I know your answer. But before we get into that, these games are starting at 1 a.m., just after 1 a.m. for us in the UK. It's staying at the 1 a.m. slot for all three games if required. Just try to talk us through your pre-match preparation and your uh, your uh, content watching. How are you going to watch the games here? This is the worst, Pete. You know, it is. It's tough. in America can go get home from work, crack open a beer, and sit back and wait. We've got to have... But <laughs> like it's eight o'clock already. Um, the plan is is to try and get to sleep around ten, get a couple three hours. It'd be great, but my I'm so I'm buzzing. You know the you, adrenaline. I can see that, but you're struggling to get three. I can see the that adrenaline's right. flowing, mate. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to get much sleep at all. No. Watch the game, get a couple more hours sleep before I'm up at six in the morning for uh, for for work. Mm, my days. This, this week's going to be brutal. You know, the one one a.m. is the worst. You know, twelve o'clock not so bad. Three in the morning, you can get some decent sleep and then set your alarm. And then once yep. you don't have to go back to sleep, you can then start your day straight after. One a.m. is the worst, the worst slot. And I'm kind of hoping it's done in two evil weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be tough, mate. This is going to be a brutal, brutal week. I don't think it's going to get any better though, frankly, because whoever goes through will face off against the Braves. We haven't even spoken about like what the next step could be, but the reality is Philly's Braves will be box office. Marlins Braves. The reality is the Braves are box office. Like, you know, you're going to be in that well, yeah, yeah. You know, from a UK perspective. It's a graveyard shift all the way, but we have to find a way to get it done. I'm following a similar strategy, mate, of early snooze, get up, watch the game. I've then got the school run at seven. So that means I can't be boozing through the game, which is not <laughs> optimal right? either. I mean, maybe one wine. One's okay, isn't it, for, uh, for the school run? <laughs> so, a couple more minutes left here, Dave. You know, the Phils, they're at home. The atmosphere is going to be pumped. They are the four seed. Um, although, actually, it probably, you know, it's one of them where they're the four seed, but they may be the, the third best team in, in baseball in some ways. But, nevertheless, four seed We're at home. we that, that. Exactly. You know, the... Everyone's expecting the Phillies to win this series. Um, if they are going to win it, who's going to stand up and how are they going to win this series? In three. In three, Philly, wow. Everyone, a lot of people are saying, I'm very confident that we're going to sweep it. That's not the Phillies' way. We don't do things like that. We don't. It's just the Phillies don't. They're going to put us through it. If they're going to get through us, it's going to free. I can't help but feel we're going to be getting up on Thursday night like zombies, mm. ready for a, a winner-takes-all. Um because it's the Phils. We don't do things by halves. We don't do things like sweeping. You know, it just just doesn't, especially against you guys as well. Yeah. I think there's going to be a, I, I think, I, oh my, I can't even <laughs> think about losing one of these games, but I just got a feeling it's going to go to three, three games. Which yeah. one? I don't know. I think we'll win tonight, possibly drop the tomorrow, and then Suarez will go on game three. He's been getting better of late as well, and I just think we'll have enough. I think there's a half moment in this game. Mm-hmm. I think there's a Alec Bohm moment in this game. And I think there's a Johan Rojas moment in this game. Those three. Anna Schwarber customary home run somewhere. But I think Harper, Bohm, and Rojas are going to have a moment. But we're also going to have a slip in the ballpen somewhere. I just don't 100% trust it. Yeah. 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 Love it. I also think it's going to three. But I think if it goes to three, it really favors the Phillies in many ways. Um, the Marlins making their kind of roster moves. They've effectively run out of arms. They've got two starters, plus Eddie Cabrera, who's kind of effectively been used as a... And no Cueto, uh, no Cueto right? Cueto's off the, the postseason roster. So, you know, if the Marlins make it a game three, if it's necessary, I shouldn't say make it. I mean, they theoretically can go out and win the first two. 
But if a game three is required, the Marlins have, have a bullpen game queued up effectively. The Marlins' strength has sat in the bullpen, crazily enough. And so that's the reason, that's the rationale, right? It's going to come down to it. Eddie Cabrera, short leash, and then the bullpen's going to take over. So bullpen in it in game three against Wayne, Ranger Suarez, you know, it'll be it'll be nervy, no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, to your point, I, I can see from a Marlins perspective, I just have a random feeling about Jesus Sanchez. I don't know what that feeling is, but I just have a feeling about Jesus Sanchez coming alive out of nowhere. A lot of people are looking at Arias, uh, MVP, um, uh, World, World Series MVP, Hoy Soler, obviously. Josh Bell, he's got Josh a great Bell, record. Josh Bell, the Philly killer. We're dreading We are Absolutely. dreading I know, exactly. You can, I mean, you can see that moment, right? Bell just hits a home run and it hits the bell. Oh, I mean, yeah. now, just already, imagine that. Already foreseen it, mate. We, I know Josh Bell's got a moment in him against us. Always has. has. Exactly. I think it's how you boys what... handle the nerves because it is yeah, going to be it's, it's, great it's, it's a big deal for the, the players. You know, the Marlins, they're making his, there's a lot of history here for the Marlins. You know, I know you got through a couple of years yeah. ago, but this is, you know, this is for real. You know, this is in front of fans. This is, this is you know, Miami looks locked in. You know, I've seen the fan zones in Miami, I've seen the watch longs. Fans are getting invested. This is a big yeah. deal for the Marlins. This is time now to grow some sort of dynasty, some a, a fan base, a new fan base, get fans through the doors. Postseason runs do that. So this is a real, real big deal for the Marlins. It's not just about getting there. You want to go on you because it's not just about getting as far as you can. It's about what it does for the, the whole franchise, the, the fan base. It revel, re, you know, it revitalizes all of it. Um, it does. So there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on the Marlins players. They they know, but it's all about how they handle the nerves. If they do well with it, then damn, they have a real good shot at this. But if they don't and the fans do get in their heads and they, they do start to crumble, it may get ugly. But, oh boy, I'm, I'm I'm ready for this, Pete. What a juicy series. What a juicy series. I think everyone's ready for it now. By the time they've listened to this, they should be absolutely pumped. Guys, it's, <laughs> been, it's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun. I appreciate Dave Shaw from UK Phillies and his about 68,000 followers on Twitter for joining <laughs> us today. Um, on Locked On Marlins. Uh, thanks to you guys for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. We've got game one on deck here. Jesus Lozado taking on Zach Wheeler. There's going to be there's going to be so many scenes in this series. We'll wait to see how it goes. But I look forward to being back with you tomorrow, guys, uh, looking ahead to game two, whatever the result may be in game one. I look forward to seeing you then.